gets inside, leans in, knocked away and stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top. This the dagger. This kind of sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Josh Jennings, and we have so much to talk about. It's not even funny. From the Lakers injury report to Kevin Durant, Duke Doncic, to everyone else. We're going to be covering it. My, oh my, guys, do we have stuff we have to talk about? I'm just looking at my show notes right now. So my topic of the day is going to be answering the question, which absence will affect the Western Conference stance the most? That's going to be involved with LeBron James, Zion Williamson, Kevin Durant, Luke Doncic, John Morant. I'm going to go for all of that. So... I'm not going to spend too much time on breaking news around the league because I really want to jump into the topic of the day, but of course, I'm going to cover this extensively. So, with that being said, let's jump right into this. Remember, guys, you know where to find me social media Instagram.com slash courtsideheatNBA, Twitter.com slash courtsideheat, Facebook.com slash courtsideheat. Remember, guys, courtsideheat.com. That's the official website. That's where you go for all the articles. As we've been pulling out so many good articles. And I have just been blowing it up recently. So you guys, go check that out. You will not be disappointed. I highly, highly recommend. Also, check out uh, the YouTube channel. Check out Courtsy's YouTube channel. As we've been adding more and more videos um, every single week. Every Tuesday and Saturday is when a new NBA 2K23 video comes out. Our latest one being how to earn unlimited VC in NBA 2K23. Some of the best. Some of the best things that ever happened. You can you can get 575 VC. That's what one person commented. One person threw another way. Got 800 VC. And so much more. I've got 100, 200 VC. This is, you gotta see this tip. And you get this like in one to two minutes. This is legit. There is no hacking. There, this is straight up legitness. So guys, for everything good, go check it out. Like, subscribe, comment, share with family and friends or even strangers. Trust me. Just share it with everyone. And guys, with that being said, Let's jump into today's podcast episode on this beautiful Saturday morning here in Arizona. Or wherever you guys are at because, well, it's nice. Well, except for California. I'm going to take that back. California, if you guys are in California, um, I pray for y'all because uh, there is some nasty, nasty floods happening down there. I got the the alert because I keep up with stuff like that. And woo! That's some bad, bad stuff. Combos of rain and snow. But anyways, I'm no meteorologist, so I'm not going to get into that. But what I am is a basketball analyst, and I'm just a dude that just talks ball. So after three minutes of just doing all of that, let's jump into analyzing some things. And let's jump into my favorite, just to put a bow on this, John Morant. Um, look. The 23-year-old, he's not going to be facing any charges by police. He's not going to be charged. That came out a few days ago, but if anyone has not seen it, if anyone is living under a rock, there you go. It's great news for John Moran. After the gun incident in uh, Colorado occurred, the police began an investigation to that matter. However, they concluded that they won't be pressing charges against Moran. The police also concluded that no calls were made that anyone was being frightened or scared by the firearm. While Moran won't be dealing with the police anymore, he has to still deal with the NBA and the Memphis Grizzlies. And per Memphis, he'll remain out at least four more games as the NBA continues to determine if he broke 
team policy by carrying a gun on the plane. If so, then he'll be serving automatic 50-game suspension. The league has not concluded its findings as of now. You guys can check that article out on CourtSeat.com. And, of course, check it out on Twitter.com slash CourtSeat because I have my tweet right here of breaking Colorado police will not be charged John Moran with the image stating the Glendale Police Department press release. So, that's up on my page right now. But I just want to put a bow on that. Very sad situation. A very disturbing situation amongst many things that has been accused John Morant, right? Accused by John Morant? Accused to John Morant? I don't know. Um, I'm not very good with English today. So, if I can't do certain things English-wise, just leave me alone. But no, all things that John Moran was accused of, this just keeps adding up. And a 50-game suspension, automatic 50-game suspension, because in the CBA, the NBA can't turn it over, from what I understand. That's pretty much ending his season, no postseason, and that would even bleed into some next season, obviously. So... There is major repercussions there, and the Grizzlies are already starting to feel it. But they were able to beat the Warriors recently, which is keeping on. They were able to blow them out by, what, 21? It was something big. But they're tied for second, third. Well, they're in third right now, but tied with the Kings for second. So they're just battling strong. Don't worry, I'm going to get to them a bit for our topic of the day, breaking down them and John Morant. But no, I wanted to put a bow on that frame one that was living on a rock or that was still a little bit confused and wanted more clarity and they've just not been researching that much. Or if y'all just forgot because of how much. Because we went from John Moran to Kevin Durant's injury. And speaking of Kevin Durant, yes, that was a great segue, by the way. Please give me my props. Further while evaluation has confirmed that he sustained a left ankle sprain. And that will be reevaluated in three weeks. Shams reported two, Woj reported two to three. The Suns have confirmed it to be three weeks until his next reevaluation. I hope that cleaning crew gets fired. I really do. How hard is it to clean up water? I don't know people on social media are like, you should be ashamed if you're bashing these guys. It's their job. And you actually just hurt a unicorn. You just hurt the superstar we traded for. So yes, if people are upset, I'm not going to feel ashamed if I want him fired. I'm sorry. Do your job better. Uh, who the heck? Like That's just bad. No, that's not even a little bit. No, that's just bad. That's all the way around bad. Um, I, I, I just... I want everyone to understand where I am coming from. That is severely and utterly bad. Like, how bad of, can... That's, like, one of the easiest jobs ever. No, 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 no. No. I guess, I guess not. I guess it's not. Oh, my gosh. And that's just so frustrating. So, he's going to be missing at least 11 games. Okay, he's going to be missing at least 11 games because of this injury. If he's just out to three weeks, right? So, uh, when I first heard that come out, when I was first reporting that, I was so upset. Because I was taking that face value to four to six weeks. Like, then that, when you look at a grade two ankle sprain, sure, that's just the, in general, diagnosis. But everyone's body is different, how they recover from injuries, just cover from damages, right? So... I wasn't really, I was just taking that face value, but I knew it was an ankle injury from the videos that we all saw, and just that, well, if you saw that close-up image, it'll make you gag real quick, I'm not gonna lie, oh, but yeah, because this came out per uh, Greg Moore, because this happened on the 9th, right, wait a minute, that was it, hold on, yeah, it was on a knife. My apologies. That was two days ago. Sorry. My bad. Yeah, because he, he originally said that Kevin Durant could miss the rest of the Suns' regular season, potentially to start the playoffs with a grade 2 sprain. 
It's only going to be three weeks with hope that he's going to be there for the postseason. My thing is that, okay, if he's feeling better, maybe he's not missing much of the postseason at all. Hopefully not. I'm just hoping they're being cautious with him that, look, we're looking at this in the long term. We're not going to be playing this in the short term. What do I mean by that? What I mean is that we're not going to force him to play through. Kevin Durant's not going to play. Just, it's not going to play through. He's not going to force himself through it. Why? Because there's bigger things at stake. You're not looking at free weeks. You're looking at free. Oh, there's my thumb. Sorry, you're not looking at free weeks. You're looking at free years. You have three more years of Booker and DeAndre and Devin Booker. I'm sorry, Booker, DA, and Durant. So, you need to preserve the health of Kevin Durant. So, yes, he's going to be out three weeks, but. You're going to have for three years. So you have to look at that. In all of its totality. So while it does stink. Greatly. And I'm frustrated cleaning crew. We just have to look at that that way. There's really no other way to look at it. I wish there was. There's not. And that's just where we're at. And quite frankly. There's nothing that we can do. I'm just more upset that fans pay. Because... I almost went to a game with my dad, because we're in a parking lot, I was waiting to go into a place, had to wait 15 minutes, because I got there a little early, so we just started looking up prices, right, prices for those, so it was still a little closer in the middle, middle section, it would have been $2,400 for two tickets, but then you can, you have a few rows back, that would have still been $800, seven eight hundred dollars Maybe even nine hundred, but it was pricey. Those are pricey tickets to see a crappy team, the um, the Thunder, to play a crappy Thunder team, who are missing their best players and were also banged up. Now Booker made up for by putting on a show for everyone, forty four points. He's letting out freeze. He's doing this. He's doing that. It was a show. Kind of wish Milam go for fifty, then take him out. He was only six points away. Come on, it's two freeze. And the way he was shooting, woo. But no, I just, I saw those tickets, and I'm like, that's expensive. So if you want to spend $2,400, don't you ever want to remember, like, when it was 2021, uh, Buck, um, Bucks versus Suns, and this is a painful time for me, A, because this tells you how fast time goes, but B, because I had to witness that after being up to nothing, there's just nothing to do to stop Giannis on Kumpo. But anyways, you could get... NBA found tickets, two tickets, relatively good seats, for $2,400. But because it was the home debut of Kevin Durant, people were hyping this up, it was going to be a lot. So I feel bad for everyone that paid a lot of money. Because there's no such sneeze at for two tickets, costing you seven, dollars $800. That's a lot of money. I don't care who you are. That's a lot of money. Unless you're a person making $30 million a year. It's a lot of money, right? I'm, I'm exaggerating the, how much you got to make a year for not to seem like a lot, but it's, it's a lot. But no, it's absolutely crazy. Because I was reading comment sections of people, I was just reading comments of people saying how disappointed they were that when they got the message or that they got the tweet from Shams that Kevin Durant and when it got confirmed, oh. So many broken hearts. So that's what I'm really upset about. Because that actually hurts. So I'm kind of happy that I didn't go to that game. It would have been great to report on. It would have been great to see Devin Booker and stuff. And the whole crew. But still, if you're going to pay Kevin Durant money. Right now, since with $2,500 or $700. For very good seats. Or relatively good seats. Depending on how you view it. That's a lot of money, and it's gonna hurt. It's gonna, it's gonna make you frustrated and bum you out. So yeah, something, something that I, I just could not believe because it was during warm ups. Oh, but yeah. So I'm not gonna speculate anymore on that. The injury is what it is. I'm not gonna speculate on that. Like, also, can I just say something? What is with everyone getting left ankle sprains? Is that becoming a new trend or something? Yeah, I don't know. Seriously, does someone like, can we please 
understand? Because I guess Quentin Cruz are trying to get fired. Because during the pregame warm-ups for the Wiz uh, Warriors-Grizzlies game, Jonathan Kuminga suffered a sprained ankle in the pregame warm-ups. I don't know if you guys saw the video from Warriors on NBCS or Clutch Points. Uh, very good accounts, both very good, obviously. Have massive followings, especially Clutch Points. I I like them. I listen to a lot of their content, I read a lot of their content. Very good, very good stuff. I recommend them. But anyways, Jonathan Kaminga suffered ankle sprain. That was on the same day as we got the report of Kevin Durant. So that's in the span of a, a couple of days. Then we find out Mo Bamba, per the Lakers, is going to be out at least four weeks with a high left ankle sprain. What's with left ankle sprains? Like, seriously, Kuminga, Bamba, and Durant, everything they have in common is left ankle sprains. Some are high, some are medium, some are low. Who knows? But guys... That's, that's, to me, is just insane. And is that a coincidence? I'm not gonna theorize on that, but... Still. And just let everyone know, Jonathan Kuminga has been ruled out for Saturday's game. I, I just want to say that he'll be missing a second story game after injuring his ankle during warm-ups. Thursday night. Um, it's also being said per CBSSports.com. By the Roto-Wire staff, that with Kuminga out, Jamichael Green and Patrick Ball Jr. are candidates to see some extra run against the Bucks. So, per them, it is official, if anyone was curious. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, personal reasons, is also still out, so if anyone cared. He, we just don't have an explanation. We don't even know he's going to be back for the season, before the postseason. I have no idea what's going on. No one does. Besides, probably like the Warriors. But they've kept that thing airtight. But, anyways. So, I, I don't know what's going on with left ankle sprains. But that's like a new trend. I don't know. They saw Kevin Durant doing like, oh, okay, it's time to kill our ankles. Or, or, or is this like a a takeover of Clint and Cruz? Like, do Clint and Cruz feel underappreciated, undervalued? So, like, okay, we're going to take out players here. We're going to start the big one and work our way through. Huh, average, huh, I gotta I got see this. Average salary for NBA team cleanup crew. Huh, I, got, I just wanna see this. So, their annual salary is 80000 Now, okay, each team has a different salary scale for its employees. However, the NBA Ford Sleepers annual salary is 80000 So, between. So starting out likely earn between sixty to seventy thousand while a more experienced sleeper with some significantly more time in the league can easily earn as much as ninety to a hundred thousand. Bro You make that much and you're letting dumb mistakes kill players, especially one of the greatest of all times. Forget about Mobamba, who cares about him but Kevin Durant? <laughs> but I can't believe that they're making seriously Good money. Woo! Says a lot. I've always said that was going to be one of the easiest jobs. One of the most high-paying jobs. Yeah, nine more. Because apparently being a clinic crew is like now the worst. No idea if that guy from the Suns is fired. Hold on, I, I have to see this. Suns cleanup crew. I, I want to see. Is he fired? Is he fired? Is he fired? Do we know if he's fired? Fire! Oh my gosh! Not images. Can we just can we please look at the news? Because I really want to see if he's fired or not. And I'm not wishing for anyone to be fired, but it's just really bad. We're free now. I don't know. I don't care. It's whatever. But now you guys want to know what's not whatever. This whole situation, what's going on between Lonzo Ball and the Chicago Bulls. I'm not going to lie. He's been having a horrific career since joining 
uh, Chicago with Billy Donovan, DeMar DeRozan, and Zach Levine. You know, that guy's been there for years. Two-time dunk champion. I think he's two-time. Yeah. He beat Aaron Gordon that one time, and he won another time. Yeah, anyways. Anyways, anyways. <sighs> per ESPN, there's a growing possibility that Alonzo Ball could require a third surgery on his right knee which would keep him out for another six months. This comes after many reports were surfacing that, hey, Lonzo Ball, he still can't run, he still can't walk, he has a lot of pain in his knee. All this money is guaranteed, so there's no way they're going to be able to trim. I kind of feel bad for Lonzo Ball because he's 25, very young, very young, and his career is getting derailed. He wasn't averaging the worst stats ever. He's last played for Chicago in 2021. That was his first season, but he only played 35 games. And in 34 minutes, 13 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. What's Cameron Payne's stats? I'm pretty sure it's somewhere around there. Watch this. Yeah, 22 minutes, 11, 11 points, 5 assists, 2 rebounds. So if you think about it, Alonzo Ball is not that much better than campaign, but whatever. He, he, he's somehow still a starter. Just saying. Just saying. But no, just a tough break for the Bulls, for Alonzo Ball. This is just bad all the way around. It was a bad it was a great investment on paper. But nothing has is fundamentally changing. Like, Lonzo Ball last stepped on an NBA court on January. Oh, I'm sorry. January 14, 2022. And in the ensuing 14 months, he had two knee surgeries. And you gotta remember, Darius shut him down for the matter of this season. So, he's not playing. He hasn't played. He only played half of the 2021 season. No 2022 season. 2023 is done. He could be missing 2024. Am I the only one that finds an issue with this? Like, how are y'all feeling that are from Chicago or are fans of Chicago Bulls? Because, you know, like, when you're part of that city or state and you have that team, you're still somehow emotionally attached to that team. What happens, you, like, ride or die unless you're in Arizona and only cares about the Phoenix Suns? Right, let's talk about that real quick. Why is everyone else so attached to their team? I could talk to the biggest loser ever, and they're still attached. They have no sports knowledge. And if you don't have sports knowledge, then you're not a classed, um, a classy person, a cultured person, as they would say. So I'm just going to say it that much. But, why do the Phoenix Suns don't get off from their own state? If you don't like the Phoenix Suns, then, I have to, then you're leaving Arizona. Like, that's just, that's just a fact. I've, I've met many people. I've heard many stories that when they come from that city they or state, they like that team. They automatically like the team. Doesn't matter. Like, I, I, uh, it, it, it's always a fact. It's always a fact. Like, this person, they're in Massachusetts. They love the Patriots. Okay? It's not that hard to ask for. If you live in Arizona, just like the Suns. Buy a Kevin Durant jersey. Buy a Devin Booker jersey. Buy a jersey of any kind from the Phoenix Suns. I don't care if you get a Terrence Ross jersey. I love Terrence Ross. Just saying, get any jersey. They, they never complaining that we need to get big names all the time. Sometimes the smaller, lesser known guys get the job done. Anyways, getting back to Alonzo Ball. He's going to be out for like at least another six months. Yeah, my phone's racked in the same way. It's the second time I dropped my phone. Ugh. Anyways, try staying your phone up on a charger up against your computer. It's not going to go well. It is not going to go well at all. Dude, but the Bulls are just in such disarray right now. Injuries have completely killed them. I think we can all agree on that. And they're still hunting. They're still flying like dogs. 
begin to the postseason, begin to the point where they make something of their season. Because they're 11th right now, they're a half a game behind 10th. That half a game behind 10th will allow them to go into the playing tournament and face what? The Heat? Because it goes 7th to 10th, right? So you either face the Hawks or the Heat. At least Hawks ain't how to do it. It's crazy to find out that when you look at the playing tournament real quick, the Warriors, Timberwolves, Lakers, Pelicans, Wizards, Raptors, Hawks, and Heat all have the chance to make the postseason, but first have to go through the playing tournament. I get you only talk about two extra games, but uh, still, in the hunt in a quest for a championship, that two those two extra games can mean a lot, especially with injuries. Just saying. But no, it's just, the Bulls are fighting, but they're just fighting an uphill battle. They're fighting a losing battle. I hate to say it, I like the Bulls. It's just getting, it's just getting tough for them. Like, there's no good way for me to say it. It's just getting tough for them. And so now we have that issue. I, I don't even know if Lonzo, if Lonzo Ball comes back, because I know he's not retiring. I'm not, I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is that when he comes back, he's probably going to be in averaging as a uh, backup point guard. He's probably going to be averaging the same as Cameron Payne. I love Cameron Payne. I'm just saying that when you're being compared to Cameron Payne as a starter, you officially become a backup. No disrespect towards Cameron Payne. That's just how it goes. But you guys get where I'm getting at, right? I'm not the only, I'm not the only dude, am I? Some Somebody. I throw that out. If you're on YouTube right now and you're listening, throw it down in the comments. Hit me up. Um, I say my phone number's out there. I've given out so many times to people. Especially people try to sell me cards for my phone. Scares, scares the crap out of me sometimes, real quick. Speaking about my phone number, because if you Google, if you Google cords they heat, there's my phone number. It's funny. Sometimes, like, when you guys. Asked me to buy the car. This one guy just sent me a photo of a car. And he's like, will you buy? That scared the crap out of me. Because it was so random. On a random Wednesday at 12.30. I can't remember what came first. The text or image. But it didn't matter. Like, there was no introduction. He's just like, will you buy? Then the dude, we keep talking. He wants $1,000 for the card. Turns out the car is only worth a hundred. So I know a little bit about cards, but I'm like, I legit scared the crap out of me. I'm like, oh, because like a text popped up on my phone. I'm on my phone doing something on Twitter, probably trying to do something for courts I heat. All of a sudden, a text popped up. I'm like, will you buy? I'm like. Oh heck no! What the heck? Why am I buying? I want my absolute buying. Then the image comes in, and I'm like, okay, I gotta be all professional here. This guy's my phone number. Like, we have no introductions here. I don't know if he's like my secret FBI guy. I don't know if he's my. I don't know if this guy is like some hacker. Like, if I give him like the wrong answer, he's about to nuke my phone. About to blow it up, but my my entire phone's gonna incinerate from the inside out. So I'm not gonna be completely professional. But no, I found that really funny because I'm like, okay, so this is how we do it. This is how we do it. Okay, are we good? Are we good? I don't know. So that's just running from my mind. So I beg it. If you guys text to me, if you text. 602-791-2108 and you don't introduce yourself first and you just text me will you buy or you don't even get an introduction you're gonna scare the crap out of me and I'm gonna have to try to respond somewhere I'm gonna be like okay so this is what we're doing yeah just I just find that really funny. I know this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I was just thinking about that, especially my phone number, because I'm like, oh, just hit me up on my phone or through the comments or whatever. But I'm like, please, just 
introduce yourself. I'm not asking for your age. I don't care who you are. Uh, I just want you to introduce, like, hey, this is my name. There's the reason why I'm texting you not. Hey, buy, like, buy this. So you, know many, so you know how many scammers I get? I had this I had this one time, I had this scammer one time, like she was she was such a freak too. He's like, they're coming after you. These people are coming after you. Bike is an angel, you give me money. How many old people and stupid people have fallen for that con? I tried calling the number. I tried giving the money. They didn't want it. But I found out when you act psychotic on a phone to a bunch of scammers. They'll give up because they're like, this person's very psychotic, and now I can't get into a psychotic battle with them because it'll probably track me down. Because that's what most psychotic people do. Like, okay, I'm going to give you, I'm going to say this, never get into a screaming fight with a psychotic person. It's probably not going to end well for you. Unless you're doing it online, and you're fine. Not speaking out of experience, I'm just saying... Just saying. Anyways, <laughs> that's what's going on along the ball. I just spent like five minutes going on about that. That's the beauty of this podcast. I can stop what I'm talking about when it's really important. I can talk about the dumbest crud ever. Like the dumbest stuff ever I can talk about. Don't worry, guys. That one makes me such a great podcaster. Anyways, let's get back to it. And talking about, oh, actually, no, I can't say wait to that. Anyways, uh, Pelicans, Zion Williamson. So it's coming out that Zion Williamson was recently reevaluated for his right hamstring strain. Well, what do you guess? Medical imaging revealed that Williamson's hamstring continues to heal. Zion's next examination will take place in approximately two weeks. This guy, per any analytics, is averaging 28.5 games per season. This is the biggest flop ever. Like, the biggest, biggest flop ever of a first overall pick. Like, my goodness. I've, it was, it is so sad. One of the saddest things. You'll ever, ever see. I hold on. I hold on. Um, you guys remember last month, roughly last month, one month ago, I gave you guys tweets breaking down Zion Williamson. And then I, I pulled up other quote-unquote bust. Hold on, so let's do this. Zion Williamson accomplishments since entering the league in 2019. Number one overall pick, twin. 2019-20, all-rookie, two-time all-star. That's it. That's the list. Adam Morrison. Yeah, y'all remember him? With the medical condition? He was a little bit of bust. Pre- played three seasons, but won two championships and was a 2006-07 all-rookie. Joe Carroll. He was a 1980s bust. Y'all probably haven't heard about him, but who would? He's an 80s boss. Joe Carroll was selected as a first overall pick by the Warriors. He secured an all-star and being a 1980-81 all-rookie. Zion Williamson is beating him out by one all-star. Think about that. That's the only thing he's beating him out on. Think about that. He has he hasn't played a full season in his career. Think about that. Year by year breakdown how many games Zion Williams played? 2019, 24, 2020, 61, 2021, 0, 2022, 29 games as of now. And I have no idea when he's getting on that court again. I have no stinking idea. <sighs> Just absolute insanity, guys. I just... I'm going to be talking about this as well. 
So don't worry, I'm going to be talking about this and all. When it comes to the Pelicans and Zion Williamson, the topic of the day, but this has been, been brutal. Because if you look at Zion Williams' draft class, the 2019 NBA draft class, there was guys that they could have taken. You could have had John Morant. You could have argued better. RJ Barrett was better than Zion Williamson. But you could have had John Morant. You could have Darius Garland. You could have had Cameron. You could have Cameron Johnson. You could have had a lot of guys. Tired Hero. You could have had. You could have had a lot of guys, man. You could have had a lot of guys. Jordan Poole was still there. Kevin Porter Jr. Nicholas Claxton. Man, you had a lot of guys. DeAndre Hunter. I gotta see something. So I want to take the guy. Who's the last guy? Who's the last guy of significance? I want Terrence Mann has played more games than Zion. So let me look that up. Terrence Mann, pretty sure he's been there more in the postseason. He's been more in the regular season. He's been there for the team. Saying that, you have 41, 67, 81, 67. Play more games than Zion. When a man's averaging 20 and a half games per season, it's not hard to put up great stats. I don't know why people are still riding the Zion Williamson train. I'm really, I really do not understand that. That fascinates me. That fascinates me and disturbs me. You know how hard it is to make me fascinated and disturbed? That is really hard for me to do. You know, it's very hard for any individual. Because how can you be fascinated and disturbed? I'm just, I'm just saying. Because I I know when ESPN all the talking heads were hyping up Zion and hyping up him alone on draft day and we're talking about RJ Barrett or John Morant. It, it was pathetic. And no reason why it was relevant was because of his cool dunks in high school, then leading up to college, and then what the scandal was going on, Duke, then his shoe blowing out. Like there was there's no game to Zion Williamson. He's just a big boy that can dunk. I told you guys that his knees were going to give out on him in five years. And they didn't even take five years. I told you that his legs were going to give out on him in five years. Y'all saw it was crazy. It hasn't been five years yet. But it just says a lot. It, it does. It really does say a lot. The amount of times we've said, Oh, Zion Williamson, hamstring injury, knee injury, fractured finger, this, that, the other thing. Like, really? Really? We're doing this? Hold on. I, I... I'm just... I'm just looking at something real I'm trying to bring up an article that I did many years ago that was looking at the rookie day. that was pretty good rookie year. It was it was between John Moran, RJ Barrett, and Fragile Zion. I'm tr I'm trying to find it. Probably won't be able to find it. Probably not, but it was a very good article. It was a very good article. I'm probably not going to be able to find it. I don't even remember what it was called, per se. But anyways, it's just, it's actually been really sad to see. It's just been, it's just been really sad to see Zion's career. I told you guys that it was going to bite him in the butt. It was going to bite, it's going to bite the Northern Pelicans in the butt. It just was. It just was. I, just, I don't understand that. It's not good. It's not good. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say, guys. But I guess I'm going to be talking more about that. Also, real, I'll be talking about more on that in the topic of the day. 
Also, um, I answered the question, is R.J. Barrett underrated? I, I, this article came out in 2019. I listed the rookie of the year candidates being Zion, John Morant, RJ, and Kobe White. They're only gonna, if you guys read the article, it's very true what I said, that the media, NBA, and sources around the NBA will be noting only the first two players on the list, Zion and Jaw. Why? To hype them up, to compare, to have comparable highlight footage, try to get them more involved. And who did the rookie of the year go to in 2019? Rookie of the year. Didn't it go like to John Morant? Yeah. John Morant. I told you. It's all about media coverage when it comes to that stuff. Plus, those awards are so bogus nowadays. It's just all media bias. It really is. It doesn't go off the quality. It just doesn't go off. For the f it, it, right? So I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Anyways. Such a bad draft pick. I've criticized Zion a lot. Criticized Zion a lot. But it doesn't matter now. It just doesn't matter now. Doesn't. And that's what the Pelicans have to They have to live for this. I'm going to talk about that more in topic of the day. Don't worry. I'm going to get to that soon. Now. Luka Doncic. The Mavericks. <laughs> Don't worry, top of the day is coming up very soon, right after this. But Ugadonch had suffered no damage to his left thigh, and his return to the line will come as the discomfort just goes down. So he may miss a game or two, but it's nothing serious. Nothing serious. Ugadonchic will be fine. They're just waiting for discomfort to go down, and no one has to be troubled anymore. And I'm trying to check on the Mavs injury update as but per Dallas Basketball uh, Sports Illustrated. Um, the Dallas Mavericks may be without both Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving when they take on the Memphis Grizzlies, who will be out without John Morant. Okay. Why is Kyrie Irving going to be out? I like Kyrie Irving, so that hurts. No one gonna tell me. You know what? Quad injury, five, whatever. Personal. Yeah, it remains to be seen if Irving will be able to join a team in Memphis. He was unable to participate during Friday's practice due to an excused absence related to personal reason. Uh, Kai was out, excused absence, personal reasons. Kid said, hopefully, he'll be able to join us in Memphis. Very, very, very interesting. So the Mavericks, they're in a whole lot of trouble. They're in a whole lot of trouble because they take on the Grizzlies tonight at 6 p.m. away. So Luka Doncic suffered a fight. They may be missing him, whatever. But then you have no Kyrie Irving, so it's going to be the Christian Wood show. The Tim Hardaway Jr. show, the whoever else show, right? So you're gonna have that going on. And with that being said, before I jump into anything else really crazy, let's jump into this topic of the day. Yes, that may have been a little cringy. Do I care? No. Anyways, I'm gonna be answering the question: which absence will affect the Western Conference stands the most? A, LeBron James with his foot injury. B, Zion Williamson with his hamstring injury. C, Kevin Durant ankle with his ankle injury. D, Uga Doncic with his thigh injury. Or E, John Morant not with the team because of his off-the-court presence because he just wants to be someone he's not. Anyways... How, which absence will affect the Western Conference stance the most? I actually like this question. 
I like this question. I do. I saw this floating around social media, and I'm like, you know what? Everyone needs to hear my my. Everyone needs to hear my opinion on it because I want to hear my own opinion. So I want to talk this out. Let's start with LeBron James. Let's start with the Lakers. The Lakers, they're in a really interesting predicament. They beat the uh, they beat the Toronto Raptors, but that's been pretty easy as of late. They're thirty two and thirty six, but they're on a free game winning streak from Sunday to now, being the Warriors, Grizzlies, and Raptors. They are how many? They are seven and four in their past ten games. Look, Anthony Davis. D'Angelo Russell made his return. Well, how much did he... How many points... Did, what did he average? What did he average? Hold on. What did he get? Yeah, D'Angelo Russell had 28 points, 9 assists, and 5 rebounds in his um in his return to the Lakers. Was that his debut game? I said that was his debut game. I see it was his debut game. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not too sure, but he returned to the Lakers. Anthony Davis did absolutely nothing, but him and Dennis Schroeder combining for 51 points went absolutely off. And despite OJ, and, and the reason why the Lakers couldn't get an offense going with. Um, Anthony Davis, because OJ Manoba, who had 31 points on 12 of 14 from the field, held Anthony Davis to 8 points and 7 field goals attempted. That is amazing. Scott Barnes had a career high 32 points plus 9 rebounds and 7 assists on 13 19 field goal. The Raptors should have been able to beat. The Raptors should have beat the Lakers, but the Lakers got lucky by scoring them 37-22. Just another missed opportunity by the Toronto Raptors to seal up the game. But with that being said, the Lakers are sitting comfortably at ninth, a game behind the Timberwolves, but they're in the playing tournament. So not having LeBron James here hurts. But how bad does it affect the West? For the Lakers, not that much. They're still trucking through. Now, if LeBron James was here, but Anthony Davis is playing better despite tonight, the team has been falling a little better without LeBron James. But with LeBron James, I do believe that you'll be seeing um in the 8th or 10th position. The Lakers are right now looking at ninth. I think what this means for the West is they're staying in ninth. They're not going to make it to eighth. They're either going to finish in the ninth or tenth seed. First, I project them to be eleventh, but I think ninth or tenth is just fine. And I'm not just saying that to say. I honestly do believe that with LeBron, with with LeBron, tenth. Without LeBron, ninth. I'm just saying that because this team has been very perplexing at times with and without LeBron James on the court. Especially when it comes to his teammates' play, uh, mainly focusing our attention on Anthony Davis. But look, I, I don't know. I don't know what the Lakers are going to be. But I think they're going to end up being a ninth-seeded team. And then when LeBron comes back, they're going to make their postseason. They're going to have like a first to second round exit. They may win the. They're going to have. They're going to win the playing tournament. They have a first round exit. That's pretty much going to be it. Now I'm going to go to Zion Williamson. That's with the Pelicans. The Lakers are a ninth. The Pelicans are a tenth. Both have the same record, but the Pelicans are three and seven in the last ten. Pretty much swapping the last ten win with the Lakers had, right? Pelicans are facing the Thunder at home tonight at 6.30 p.m. for anyone that cares. But they cannot get a win for anything. I get that they beat the Mavericks on Wednesday. But you couldn't beat the uh, couldn't beat the Kings, couldn't beat the Warriors. You lost to the Magic, the Knicks, the Raptors. The like it's just been a very bad stretch. And this was a team that opened up very well. Zion had no effect for this team. In fact, he's who who Zion is a glorified nobody 
an egomaniac that's just so self-centered on himself and just trying to get himself to rock actually damage the team more. Well, this is just a lot of disconnect. Sure, maybe injuries are playing effect into it. Sure, you didn't have Brent Ingram for the long of it, for a very long time. But it's just been a lot of disconnect right now. They're just trying to build it back up. And they're not the worst right now. They have this bad period of basketball. They have this bad stretch of basketball. They're still 32 and 34. Um, I don't think Zion missing out really changed anything in the West because the West has already adapted and improved significantly on how to beat the Zionists or with Zion Pelicans. Right? So, affecting the West, it's not, it's not that bad. Like, the Pelicans are who they are. They're going to win a few, but they're going to lose a lot, if that makes sense. So Zion being absent is not affecting the Eastern or the Western Conference standings the most. I think the same could be said for Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant just joined the Suns. The Suns were doing decent before he got here. Yeah, they should have had that really bad stretch of basketball because our entire team was on the injury report. They were on IR. Our entire starting lineup. Our entire starting lineup was at one point injured. Then a book had the groin. That was the best thing for the Phoenix Suns because they were able to discover who they really were and they were able to improve off of that just to adapt, just to get better. Right? So, there's up and down. So I, I had so many podcast episodes detailing that. I mean, absolutely detailing that. Before and after the trade on. Uh, right, so I talked a lot about that. Talked a lot about that. Like in early January, when all of this was going around, I was saying break it down to Suns. Everything you don't want to hear. Well, I was previewing everything, but I had to. Right, so it's just, it's, yeah, it's just I don't see it. Like the Suns. The way Devin Booker, he's getting the quietest 35 points a game. He's getting the quietest, like, 35, 5 or 5. If he's just, it's just he's, but he's, but let's just focus on the points. He's getting the quietest points ever. He's been helping his team out very well. His team has been rocking and rolling. They're 7 and 3. And I don't think Phoenix is slowing down anytime soon. They're playing the Kings here tonight in Phoenix. So, they're on a massive... Um, four-game win streak since losing to the Bucks in a nail-biter on Sunday, February 26th. I remember that. We should be able to beat the Bucks. We just could not close out. The Bucks and the Mavericks are going to be our Achilles heel. Bucks are more of our Achilles heel. The Mavericks are just a punk team that we have to go to distance with. It's like um, Drago versus Rocky. It, t- it took Rocky the entire distance. It took um, so many obstacles and challenges just to reap the benefits and just to beat out his opponent. Such, such a good question. Anyways. So you have like that. But they're coming off. With the bad news of Kevin Durant. Kevin, uh, not Kevin Booker. Devin Booker balled out. Terrence Ross also balled out with 24-2-2. Two two. But then, of course, you saw Devin Booker with a quiet 44-4-3. And, and 28 minutes. Come on. Give the man his respect now. Give the man his respect. So, I don't think that absence is going to shake up the Western Conference stance. I think the Suns are going to be a third or fourth seed. I don't see them dipping into the... Fifth or sixth seed, definitely not seven or eight or beyond. They're gonna stay at the. They're gonna stay at the fourth or improve to the third. I think since they gotta play the Kings twice, two more times season because they don't play the Grizzlies. I'm gonna get to them in a second, but they're gonna skid. The Kings, you gotta play them two times. I think you can make a huge push. I think at best you're gonna be a second. At worst, you're gonna remain at fourth. Either way, they're going to be solved because just how close the standings are. So they got a good opportunity. They have a good opportunity. And they go right at John Morant. Look, no Steven Adams 
for the next couple of weeks, probably for the remainder of the season. No Brandon Clark. Dylan Brooks is what it is. He's not a bad player, but he's certainly no franchise player. But he, he could take over when necessary. But the team has been failing. They have. They're one second, now they're third. They're five and five. This team is now just experiencing more setbacks than anything. They've been winning games and losing games. It's just been horrifically bad to say. But the John Morant absence. If John Morant is now suspended automatically for 50 games, or if he's suspended even more, he's going to be missing at least six games in total. Just from the first suspension to the second, right? Six games at least. But you have, if you have like another four game or another 10 game or whatever. But let's say it's automatic 50. It's bad. The Grizzlies are cooked. They're done for. They just are. You got to get it. You have Desmond Bain. I get it. You have Dylan Brooks and Jerry Jones Jr. and Tyce Jones. Xavier Tillman, I get that they have all these good guys. But when you're missing Steven Adams, your big vet, when you're missing John Morant, when you're missing Brandon Clark, it gets tough. It gets really, really tough. But it is what it is. But if John Morant's not there, you're going to see him move out first. I can see him falling all the way down to six. And the Mavericks can try to make that push. Or the Warriors can try to make that push. Right? Because Warriors and Mavericks both have the same uh, record. 34 and 33. But no. Suns are fine. At best, second. At worst, fourth. Grizzlies, at best, third. At worst, eighth. If John Morant's not there for the rest of the season. Now, if he's only like serving... A 10-game suspension in total? Okay. Then at worst, a fifth. At worst, fifth. But that tells you how I think of the Grizzlies. Without John Moran. And without Steven Adams. Without a lot of their players. I like Dylan Brooks. I like Jaron Jackson. I, I find very talented. I find all those guys very talented. But they're just not the same as, as the guys are out right now. Now, of course, we get down to Luka Doncic. You got Kyrie Irving. The thigh injury, his absence, it's not going to affect the Western Conference stance at all. It's not going to affect him the most at all. Why? Because he's not missing much time. He may miss another game or two. But you got Kyrie. You got Christian Wood. You got Tim Hardaway Jr. You got a bunch of guys. You're fine. You're not stressing. Just not. Don't 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 want to put that in your head, Dallas Maverick fans. You're fine. Like Luka Doncic is coming back. His injury is temporary. But you're talking about fifth top these five guys. Four these five guys are going to be missing weeks of action. John ran fine. Three of five. So six percent of this list is going to be missing significant time. John Moran, he's he's just unknown because of his, Bob. Off the court behavior, and then Luka Doncic because it's just a game by game. He's gonna be back like in less than two games, less than two to three games, three games tops. But I think the one that affects, I get a, so if you had to look at it, and you're like, which one affects him the most? It would be John Morant, especially if there's that that 50 game suspension. And I honestly do believe that. I honestly do believe that. And I'm not just saying not to say, I honestly believe that because it's like, what do you do after that point? Like, what do you do? The Grizzlies are hosed if John Moran's out. Guga Doncic, temporary. Kevin Durant, temporary. Is that what I'm Pelicans are adapted. They're just lost right now. Not because of the absence of Zion. Zion's a bust. He's a bomb. Get him out of the league. So LeBron is temporarily. And the, the Lakers are going to be in that same position with Rovall Braun. It's just been that way his entire tenure with Los Angeles. That's just how it goes. So, John Morant's absence is going to be shaking up the conference, um, the Western Conference standings the most. It's going to be shaking up the Grizzlies the most. And guys, with that being said, that's all I have for today's 
podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed this topic of the day. We kind of dove deep into the Western Conference. There's really no one in the Eastern Conference that is really missing. Like Jason Tam and Jalen Brown are there. Giannis Antetokounmpo's there with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Uh, Joel Bede and everyone else is still doing good there. Cavaliers. I feel bad for the Nets, but they're still there. They're at six, so they're fine. Knicks are there. Right, so there's really no one there. It's just a major uh it's just a major West they're having the issues, right? Anyways guys, that's all I got for today's podcast episode. And in recap, nothing, no damage to the left file Luka Doncic. Zion Williamson will be reevaluated in approximately two weeks. Lonzo Ball could begin another surgery, a first surgery on his right knee. Mobamba is out at least four weeks with a high left ankle sprain. Kevin Durant will be reevaluated in three weeks. And that's just how we go. And Jonathan Kuminga will not be playing. I expect Patchball Jr. and other guys to get more runtime. And guys, with that being said, I'm going to be signing off. You guys know what to do. Go like, comment, share. Send this to everyone you know. Truly help me out. Hit the subscribe button or hit the follow button if you're listening anywhere else. And guys, with that being said, I am signing off. Thank you. Peace out. I'll see y'all in the next episode.